Family from the Heart, podcast episode number 45. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Family from the Heart. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. I'm Stephanie Ravenscraft. And today we are here to finally give you our full review of the movie Fireproof. Fireproof. Now, we left the box upstairs because I wanted to point out something that the box had said on it. But oh, uh, Do you want I, me to go get it? I have some good things. No, we don't need it. Not really. It was it was a quote that somebody else gave. It. Yeah, or I mean, you can't knock them for putting it on the box when they're quoting someone. Yeah, it was somebody else's quote. And it was so, Gary Smalley's quote. It was Gary Smalley. He's mm-hmm. like, action-packed and blah, blah, blah. It's like, okay, there were two action scenes. Well, you don't know what kind of movies Gary Smalley normally watches. Maybe this for is him true. it was. Maybe it was. So anyway, uh, folks. I mean, it's not eagle eye, but it has it's not some eye. stuff in it. I forgot to breathe through the entire movie not- of eagle eye. I forgot to breathe. So folks, that was intense. Welcome, anyway. welcome to the Family from the Heart podcast. Now, many of you are probably listening to this for your very first time because you were doing some kind of Google search on a review for Fireproof, the movie, and and that's how you found us. And we're so glad that you did. My name's Cliff Ravenscraft, as I said, and this is my lovely wife. <laughs> your lovely life? Exactly. Wife, Stephanie. And we are here to basically just share with you from our heart our mm-hmm. thoughts about family and uh, I mean, and anything that goes along with family, and that's what this podcast is about. And we're glad that you found us. And of course, you can uh, subscribe to this. And if you're looking for links on how to subscribe to it, and you've found this any other way, go to familyfromtheheart.com. So yep. with that, we have. If you have not yet seen the movie Fireproof, and you intend to do so, you may not want to listen to this episode. That's right. Okay. You may not want to listen to this episode. If you have not seen the movie Fireproof and you have no intentions of ever seeing the movie Fireproof, then go ahead and listen. And if you have seen the movie, uh, then let's see how much we either agree or disagree with our review and how we feel about this movie. Right. So, Stephanie, where shall we begin? Where would you like to begin with this? Do you have any thoughts? At the beginning, um, no, I, I don't. I thought we would just follow your notes. All right. Well, then let's just follow our notes. I have some things. You, you found some interesting facts and details about this movie. I did. Uh, last night. And, of course, do you want to tell them what the overall budget? They okay. had this, 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 this film was filmed completely 100% by volunteers. Yes, no, it was. No actor, no director, no anything. No, I'm sorry. No, anyone. No, anyone was paid to be in this to to produce this movie. Correct. Everybody was volunteer. Now, of course, they still had a budget, though. They did to make sure that they could um, do some of the things mm-hmm. and some equipment and all the other stuff. Right. How much was the budget of mm-hmm. this film? The budget was five hundred thousand dollars. Right. Which to make a movie. It's not a lot of money. <laughs> it is not a lot of money at all. In fact, one of the things that I I love that we bought the movie. I do And too. that we have the DVD now because you and I sat down and watched a lot of the extra special super mm-hmm. bonus features. <laughs> right. And the, and I say that because, the, I mean, I've paraphrased it slightly, but I mean, that's kind of, but then there are special features. There is special well, no, features. There are the bonus features and there there are the special edition, the, the collector special edition Bonus features. Yes. So I guess if they ever re-release it, 
it won't have. I don't know. Uh, anyway. Yeah. But anyway, we yeah. not that they're not going to give the same thing. But anyway, there are two sections of special features. There Stephanie are. watched almost all. I did. From one of those sets of features. And then I had to go to bed. And then you went to bed. And I actually stayed up and watched the making of. Okay. You watched uh, the special feature, which was called the video the, blog, the 30 day mm-hmm. video, 30 days of filming video blog. Right. Which I guess they, they were probably blogging that during the process of making mm-hmm. the film. They packaged up all that content put and it put it all together, yeah. which was pretty cool. It was. However, <clears throat> I watched the full making of the movie. Okay. I'm so glad that I did because it's actually changed my opinion a little bit about this movie. Okay. First thing, and of course you got you picked up on some of this. Okay. All right. I'm. I'm. Yeah. In in the blog, and and you can tell me what you did pick up and what maybe you didn't pick up. Okay. But this this movie was actually produced by a church. Yes, it was. It that was I knew in Smyrna, Georgia. I believe it. Or no, not Smyrna, Georgia. Albany, um, Albany, Georgia. Uh, Sherwood, <coughs> yes, the church. Sherwood Baptist, I think. I think so. It was Sherwood Church or something. But anyway, first off, the the movie is produced by a ministry in this church. They have a movie ministry, and of course, uh, a, a movie prior to this was the movie uh, Facing the Facing Giants. Facing the Giants, and and this all started out of a dream. They said, "Listen, let's take some people who have never acted before, who are not in and and, and not." interested in becoming mm-hmm. super ultra famous but let's just tell a story through movie and let's try to do it now when you think about things of in that way you have to understand that uh when when they made their first i don't think facing the giants was their first movie i think they made no a movie. there was one before that although i cannot remember go ahead keep talking but anyway obviously these people have not had a lot of experience in making movies but when you think about the fact that Fireproof is their third movie that mm-hmm. they've made, oh my gosh, it's really awesome. It really is awesome. Now, the budget of the movie was $500,000. It was. That's all they had. I found it was interesting that they actually used a MacBook Pro to edit this movie. They did. Uh, um, Flywheel was the first movie. Flywheel, okay. But they used a MacBook Pro and they used uh, Final Cut. Pro. Yes, they did. Final Cut Pro, which I mean that that I mean it's very I mean it's it's prosumer software. Mm-hmm. It, it it's it's a little bit more pro. It's not iMovie, but they used Final Cut Pro and and made that movie using that software, which is that's pretty phenomenal. I think that and it I, is amazing. Now I do believe they probably had some people. Well, I don't know. That's that's about as much as I know about it. Other than the fact that they took this $500,000 budget and created a fascinating movie, in, in my mind, um, and, and I'll talk, I'll, I will, I'm going to give you some real feelings about some of the things I didn't like, but when you think about $500,000, compl- this is a ministry of, this is the movie ministry of, of Albany Church, right? Uh, and every, and most of the people in this movie, other than Kirk Cameron, were just Members of the Which church. Which has a story behind it as well. Um, how how Kirk Cameron got uh, signed on to to help with this um, minute or to be a part of this ministry was that he ran into um, the pastor from Sherwood, and then Alex, his last name escapes me. Who actually did he direct? I don't know. Anyway, um, he ran into them. We're still the generally speaking production network. (laughs) He ran into them in, in, um, in the airport 
in like the food court of the airport and they started talking about this project and he wanted to be uh, you know he wanted to be a part he of it he wanted to be a part of it so that is how they got you know a no name in the movie right and but the the rest of the actors are all members of this church they're all members of this church they have no i no desire to be you know well, some of them, some, some of them may have 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 started to aspire to to do go further, but okay. But the, they were they were looking for. It's like, listen, we're not looking to make people famous, mm-hmm. and that we don't want people who are who you know to. We're just want we want people who are genuine and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And they took people who had absolutely no acting experience and put That's them right. in a movie, and and they did pretty decent. They did all right. Let's let's move on to the next thing because um, the gross revenue. When mm-hmm. you think about the fact that it started out with five hundred thousand yeah. dollars, the gross revenue of this movie. Do you want to tell them what it is? It is um, thirty three million three hundred and fifty one thousand nine hundred seventy five. Exactly. So three hundred. Wow. Thirty three million dollars. Now I don't know anything about movies, but in my opinion, that has to be like an overinflated number, and not like I'm saying that they're lying or trying to embellish it or or that they're over exaggerating um but what i do believe is that this must include like total ticket sales and doesn't have anything to do with the it's not profit right you know gross revenue is not profit it's you know how cuz they they probably after the movie was produced they probably spent quite a bit of money in uh, continuing to promote it, so money probably came in, and then they pro- they probably turned around and spent more money pr- promoting it. Mm-hmm. And of course, movie theaters don't just give you know you you spend your what is it nine dollars and fifty cents or whatever to see the movie. The last time we were at a movie, <laughs> right? It was something like that. But anyway, your nine bucks isn't going straight to them. It's right. It's basically you know right. I mean, it, they get a portion. They're going to get a portion of it. So it's not that the church made thirty three million dollars off of this. So I, I just wanted to clarify that. But the and the other thing is, is that as far as all the scenes that are in this movie, most everything that you see there, as far as filming, they weren't done in one month in thirty days, but a total of thirty days. A total if you of add thirty days up. over six weeks. Exactly. Um, they like they took a week off because one of the, um. One of the crew who was working on it, I think he was a cameraman, was killed in a car accident. So they took a whole week off. And then yes. um, they had the Thanksgiving holiday and they wrapped in December. Yeah. So it was there was some time, you know, taken off. But it was 30 days over six weeks that that the movie was filmed. Yeah. Now, Anne so. in our chat room says, wow, this changes my opinion of the movie. They never acted. And yeah, the yeah. the girl that played... Um, Kirk Cameron's wife, or played yeah, she played Catherine Catherine Holt in the movie. Uh, she is just a member of that church. That's right, just a member of that church. She, she volunteered to act in this movie. Right, I'm serious that that really says a lot, and it and that should change. I believe the opinion, and that's why that I'm should. so glad that we got the movie right. and saw the bonus features. Because I'll be honest, with you, we didn't watch the bonus features until after we rewatched we the movie. Wa- rewatched the movie, and my first notes. It, on if, if even if you go to um, the show notes for this podcast, if you go to familyfromtheheart.com, go to episode 45, and there's a link to the show notes. And the very first note I have in here, in the beginning of the movie, the <laughs> acting is horrible. <laughs> the, ha- the acting becomes decent about 35 to 40 minutes into the movie. Right. Okay. 
And so the first, I will say the first four to five scenes are almost painful in the, in the, the lack of the flow in the, in the movie. I mean, painful right to watch there there it was rough in the beginning it, it was. was very forced but i remember thinking that the first time around also exactly that's what yeah. i'm saying yeah so so, so that we we uh, the the truth here is that the the first few scenes of this movie very very slow mm-hmm. very poorly acted right. but when you put it in light of the fact of what they had <laughs> You, it Sorry. makes a lot more sense. Um, one thing that I love about this movie is that they it was not created to be the phenomenon that it's become. You know, this this following that, that it has now gained. That's not what it was created for. It was created to share a message, you know, for one simple one simple man who prayed to God, what is our next message that you want us to share with this and he said he he answered marriage and out of that came this Listen, great story yeah and um i i just i love that yeah I and really and, do. and this church never it, the, and I the love big how, thing is go ahead I'd go, um i'm sorry but i love now having watched the bonus feature the the 30 day blog um or the blog about filming a movie in 30 days and and seeing them constantly on their knees in prayer. Yes. Because there's one thing for a movie to be made by a ministry. There's one thing to put the your you know your Christian stamp on it and send it out, but to know that this movie was prayed over and that I I don't it it changes. It changes absolutely my opinion of any movie that they would ever put out. Exactly. Now, the and, and like you said, Stefan, I'll just kind of, and, and maybe I'm just beating a dead horse here, but the fact is, is that they never intended this to be a Hollywood phenomenon. No, they didn't. You know, they, they maybe they had, uh, they, they were setting themselves a little bit higher of a bar with this movie than what they did with Facing the Giants. But when they did Facing the Giants, they had no, they, I think their first movie was just going to be for their congregation or right. their, or local people and, and stuff like that. And then all of a sudden it's, it's kind of grown from there. So with Fireproof, I, I think they had an idea that it might hit the theaters, but maybe it would just be kind of a selected thing. Right. And, and really only a certain select target audience would probably uh, participate. But, uh, and, and, and that could, that if that was the philosophy or if that was the thought going into this, then it may have a lot that that could possibly change my opinion on the overt Christian theme in the way that they shared it. Right. You know, if for example, if I were if I were writing this movie or uh, producing this movie or directing this movie, there were some things in this movie that I think, wow, that's a that is so strong. And and if if my intended audience was you know, to be right out there next to, you know, whatever was in the movie theaters at the same time. If this was a decision... Then it seems over the top. It was a little over yeah, the top. But to know that it was created for a small community of... Well, well in that, small, I mean not, you know, Hollywood it, phenomenon. Um, a community of believers. Absolutely. Then it makes sense. Yeah, this... The, in my opinion, this, this movie seems to have been made, and this is the only way I can excuse the way that... You know, the the over, you know, oh, my gosh, let me beat you over the right. head kind of feeling if you're a non-believer. Um, and even if you are a believer, it's like, wow, that's, 
okay, right. we, we get it, um, you know, kind of deal. But the only way I can kind of excuse it is if the, in their minds, it's like, okay, we're going to put this in theaters, but really are the people who are really only going to come and see this are people who have been sent there because of their church group and their pastors. And that's really who they marketed it to. It is. And, and, but the thing is, is it just got some massive attention media wise and, and it became something so much more that so many other people watched. And because of its very strong, um, evangelical, I guess you will say view of salvation and, and that message was put in there. Um, it, it turned a lot of people off mm-hmm. to what otherwise would have been, minus the acting, a really awesome movie. Right. You know, the and I will say the acting in the beginning, um, it got a little bit better about 40 minutes into the movie right. and kind of stayed at a steady pace throughout the rest. But again, <laughs> these were volunteers. I mean, outside of Kirk Cameron and outside of maybe three Hollywood producer professional type people. Um, the rest were all they're volunteers. all the community from the church exactly right and and not just like the community right no this, from that this ch- church yes. yeah and this I mean, I mean sets being built to everything else yeah. is really awesome even the builder who built the house who built the house yes right. the house yeah the set and I love for, that the family right before they started shooting a couple actually showed interest in the house and wanted to purchase it and they decorated the house. For the movie. So, so it has a very homey feel and, you know, is not, um, it, it didn't feel like a movie set. It didn't. It was, it was very nice. It lo- it felt like you were in somebody's home. It did. So let's. And in fact, you were. Let's talk about, um, some things that, some notes that I took during the movie, uh, real quickly. And okay. then what I'd like to do is share some reviews that have been out there in the public. Uh, just little one-liner kind of reviews and thoughts people have out there. Mm-hmm. And and then, of course, we're going to encourage those who have not yet watched the movie to to go out and get the movie and stuff. And we'll go from there. Okay. But it, let's, it starts off with the movie's about... I, I'll tell you what. Hold on one second. Let's play the promo for the movie. Okay. Okay. So here it is. Any second now. It's all previewed. This It's the little <laughs> green screen. Here we go. Name on Captain Holt from the Albany Fire Department. But we're gonna get you out of here. Let's go, let's go! One, two, three! Newspaper called me twice wanting an interview. Seems I'm a hero with everybody in the world except my wife. Man, I've seen you run into a burning building to save people you don't even know. But you're gonna let your own marriage just burn to the ground. Catherine and I were in love when we got married. But today, we're two very different people. We fight more than we do anything else. A real man's got to be a hero to his wife before he can be to anybody else. But he ain't a real man. She's probably whining to her friends. I can see them all right now having some sort of group hug. It's going to be all right. You'll get through this. <laughs> all you need to make marriage work is a little bit of romance. And that comes from right here. Man, that's easy to say when you ain't never been married. That's right. We're done, Dad. I am not going to keep doing this. I want you to hold off on the divorce for 40 days. I'm going to send you something in the mail. Take one day at a time, then see what happens. Every day has me adding a new concept to the way I treat her. My advice is go all out. In the last few days, he has fixed me coffee, bought me these pitiful little flowers, and just now called just to see if I'm doing okay. Up to this point, my heart's not been in it. 
whole love dare thing. It's not working. You can't love her because you can't give her what you don't have. You gotta beg God to teach you how to be a good husband. And don't just follow your heart. You gotta lead your heart. No love is not a fight, but it's something Never leave your partner behind. Hmm. Never leave your partner behind. Right. All right. So the movie is about Caleb and Catherine Holt. Yes. Which is the lesson that he learns. Did you hear what I said? Yes. The movie is about Caleb and Catherine Holt. All right. And we learned that this is a couple where obviously um, Caleb is a firefighter Mm -hmm. and his wife works at the hospital as a public relations person. Yes, she does. And uh, they are the movie starts off with uh, a couple very horribly acted, very slow moving, almost painful to watch a few scenes where we are introduced to the characters of the movie and uh, see some very uh, forced acting regarding you know showing us and and introducing the fact that this husband and wife they're having some issues well i i love that it started off right with the issues that it didn't take a while to get into explaining why they wanted out Mm -hmm. they just they just threw it right at you here it is this marriage is in shambles and and so acting aside talking about the story i like that they didn't wait Right. Okay. Yep. You, all yeah. Right. So but, anyway. So that they didn't wait. You're, you're glad that they jumped right in. We didn't have to wait. I mean. Yeah. I it, mean, what good it would it have been if they faked it for the first 35 minutes of the movie, only 40 minutes in to find out that they hate it. each other and, and they went out? Yeah. So the, the, the whole purpose of this movie is to talk about, is it possible to Save a reconcile? Marriage and she, right irreconcilable differences i love that on one of the bonus features the um someone that they interviewed i don't remember his part in the movie but um or with the movie right but he says he says in records in records irreconcilable <laughs> yes, differences thank you. what is that we have every day in marriages all over the world everyday marriages face irreconcilable <laughs> Yes, differences. You know what? I know how to say the word. It's just that right now it, it won't come out. Right. So anyway, we face those every day. Everybody. He said that is pretty much he was saying that that's a cre- crummy reason to, exactly. to get a divorce. So anyway. So some of their differences that they were having. Um, one of the things that you and I recently talked about uh, in the we five did. threats to marital oneness, we talked about his and her finances mm-hmm. and not being one in that area. And so right off the bat, we find out that he's putting a third of his salary. Um, one, let me say that real quickly here. Let me get on the mic. One third. OK, go ahead. Okay. <laughs> so a third of his salary is, is being put away because he's saving for a boat. Exactly. He's saving for a boat. And she is all like, why are you saving for a boat when there are things right around this house that need to be fixed? The back door needs to be painted and this needs to be done. And he's like, those are preferences. And I'm yes. like, hello, a boat? Yeah. And, Seems to be a preference to me. And of course, uh, that's when we find out through this conversation that, of course, she's working mm-hmm. full time. He says, well, I never asked you to full, work full time. He goes, well, how else am I going to get what I want? Blah, blah, blah. And it's like, well, those, you know, th- those are things that what you do with your money is your that, you know, that's your deal. And so that it really does show. And of course, I think it's 
you know, it's it it is a little over the top. I mean, but it's real. You know, I really believe that think people are going to relate to the his and her finances struggle, mm-hmm. uh, and also the the desire and the to want things for yourself uh, without really coming together and agreeing as a couple and being one in the issue of how do we manage these resources together. Right. <clears throat> now, the other thing, of course, that she is upset with him about is that he's got a problem with pornography. Mm-hmm. Now, we did talk about this also in the five threats to marital ones- oneness that you mm-hmm. can have an extramarital affair uh, in in addictions. Right. And and basically, it's an extramarital affair being going anywhere outside of the relationship with your spouse to find fulfillment. And so he obviously was dealing with that. And so she felt like, you know, a majority of the problem is the fact that he's just, you know, he's being selfish. He cares nothing about her and she's tired of um, trying to live up to what he's viewing on the Internet. Well, no, I love how she said she said, I will not compete with that. Exactly. And because I think that I, I love the, the, the wording that they chose. And I think that it was intentional because a lot of men just say, oh, well, that's just that's just what's on the Internet. But over time, it becomes what you expect your wife to be. Right. And it's it's not realistic. It It is not. Exactly. Nope. And so I love the intentional or what I believe is intentional wording to that. I will not compete with that. Exactly. Now, in the movie, obviously, they showed that he had an issue with pornography. And on the DVD, now, you didn't see this. But on the DVD, on the extra special bonus features, there's a little thing that says if you ins- if you insert this DVD into your PC or your Mac, there is a free trial offer of some s- software really? that'll work. Either they have a Mac version and a PC version of some filtering to help keep that kind of stuff out of your home. That is awesome. <clears throat> and and. I'm not sure if it's the same software that I've heard our pastors talk about at church, but it says it's it's great software for accountability. For example, um, there there is software, and I'm not sure if it's this one, but our pastors have talked about software where if you install it on your computer, it automatically emails a list of all the sites you visited throughout any given day Mm -hmm. to somebody you choose to send it to. Right. And so they can browse through and see everywhere you've been on the internet. Because there was a time, there was one time she walked in the door and she says, did you clear your history? Right. So anyway, it was, um, so anyway, that, that is another thing that comes with it. Of course, I hate that it's trial software and and that it's something you'll probably have to pay for there. Mm -hmm. There may be some free options out there. I'm not sure, but, um, De- definitely just wanted to point out that that's on the DVD, which I thought was kind of That's very nifty. cool. All that's right. That's very cool to know. So he gets all mad. There's no food in the house. And he, he th- we talked about some of the issues she has with him. What's his main gripe? Do you know? That she doesn't respect him. That's exactly it. But he hasn't done anything respectable. Right. You know? And it takes him a while to learn that. But, um... But I love the fight that they had right there. Well, I don't love it, but um, you know the fight they had there in the beginning. He was he was coming off of a twenty four hour shift, and um, there was nothing in the house to eat. She's on her way out the door to work, and he's like, "Are you going to go to the grocery?" And then she says to him, um, "I do this, and I do that, and I do this, and I do that." And one of those things that she listed was she does the grocery shopping, but clearly she doesn't because there's no food in the house. And hence this argument. <laughs> I love that. I even thought about that. It's like, well, maybe I shouldn't point that out. 
I'll point it out for you. That's no problem. So she's um, obviously because we get so stuck in what our responsibilities are, and when we are not, this goes back to the five love languages that we did way back in the beginning of Family from the Heart. Um, when we're not feeling loved, we don't love. Yes, and. So he wasn't meeting her needs. And so even though she rattled those off as her responsibilities in my air quotes here, mm-hmm. she's not fulfilling those responsibilities because it, it was a give and get exactly. situation. Exactly. And of course, the same is true. I mean, he, he he's not showing her respect because, mm-hmm. well, he, she doesn't deserve respect because she don't respect me. Right. And, and, and so... That, you know, that you just can't have that kind of attitude. And again, if you want more information on that, we really encourage you to go and listen to episode number forty-four of Family from the Heart: The Five Five Threats, threats to Oneness, to Marital Oneness. All right. So basically, moving on uh, at the gym, we, we this have, is right after that fight over the being no food in the house. At the and, exactly. Uh, at the gym, he has a friend named Michael, which I want to say my favorite character in this movie is Michael. Is Michael, with the exception of one <laughs> I <already> scene, because <laughs> here's the deal: this sh- this show, like I said, has a Christian theme. Yes, it does. And they could have they could have done they could have dialed down Dad a little bit in his okay. preaching of the of salvation he could have shared the salvation in a in a less overt fashion okay. um and they could have actually they they did a perfect job with michael um but we'll we'll talk should i tell you that just say, wait yeah i'll just, wait till wait. i'll tell you I'll, I'll remind me to give my grief about michael in just a okay. minute but michael's I think is, you'll remember <laughs> yeah michael is a great is is a great friend and somebody that works with him at the fire department. And the one thing that I want to point out here is they were talking about marriage counseling hmm. and something, something that we talked about last week. And, and Michael says, listen, I have, I'm personally believe every married couple needs. Actually, counseling. he says everybody, everybody needs counseling. Oh, I didn't. Yeah, did he, he say that? He does. He says, um, I think, I think everybody needs counseling. Okay. I didn't, I didn't know he said that. Okay. But, but I would agree with that. I, Absolutely. I, you know, even when you, your marriage is great. You still need somebody to talk to because right. you can always be changing. And of course, we talked about the fact that some people's like, no, not for me. I, right. Yeah, I don't, I'm not going to do that. I won't have any of that. And so we were talking about that last week. Okay. Now, um, we've already talked about this. Okay. So the scene where they, okay. Basically, that sets up the the fact that, you know, obviously they're having some issues. They They have some scenes with that. I will say, while I've already ripped them for having a, almost painful experience right. of watching the first few scenes when you get to the scene where there's the tra- the car on the train tracks i will tell you that it was done in a phenomenal fashion i mean there was, was a part where you see the soldier come up and 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 find it's like they're standing by the mm-hmm. sidelines and you see the businessman and the soldier finally runs towards the car to help out and then the businessman in his mm-hmm. suit goes and then everybody jumps in that w- that was a breathtaking scene. It and really was. Even watching it the second time, I held my breath. Exactly. And I knew what the outcome was going to be. I want to say that at that moment, during that scene, there was no way I would have ever guessed this was a group of volunteers and a bunch of people who had really very little to right. no experience to, to put this together. That was 
awesome. It was really good. This movie is almost worth seeing for Just that. <laughs> I mean, it was it was really cool. Are you saying that it might have been action packed? That scene was. It was. That I scene know. was. And they all they did a a good job with a scene in the fi- in a fire that that Caleb runs into later yes. to save a young girl. It was not as good as the train scene. Because, mm-hmm. it, it, you know, you're if you're used to seeing movies where people run in and yeah. into burning buildings, they've obviously had higher um, budgets to film those That's scenes. That's right. And this, obviously, this this show did not have that budget. Even still, they did a decent job. I, w- I will give it a five out of five star uh, on the scene, maybe even a six out of five star on the train track the train. scene. However, the house scene was about a four, right. maybe four and a quarter stars. Well, I love... Um, but it was still good. Yeah, that, that was really good. And, um, you know, so you're standing or you're well, sitting, preferably, watching this movie and you are... I, I, the first time around, I, I seriously remember not breathing as they are one, two, three, lift, one, two, three, lift to get this car off the train tracks because the train is approaching. Yeah. And... Um, and so they get it moved and they kind of, you see them breathe, you know, they like exhale and then Michael's hat gets yes. like, um, well, don't say anything about Michael's hat just, just in case there are some, but yeah, that was awesome. This was our full review. Yeah, go ahead. Go you're ahead not, and say Michael's hat. We've already said that if you I haven't know. seen yeah, the movie, you're right. don't go listen. Ahead. You're right. Go ahead. So anyway, Michael's hat goes flying over, you know, because the he was um, about an inch away from his head a, being flying away. Yeah, um, the train was so close that that it it pulled his hat off, and um, or just the wind force next to it. Anyway, it was it was breathtaking. Yes, it really was. It was done well. But then that what I didn't catch until the second time around is that he's standing there, stiff bodied, yeah, not moving, and then the soldier who is next to him pulls him around. Yes. The, uh, to safety, you know. Yes, so, which was awesome. So that was really cool. Two things in the in okay. the chat room. Yeah, <clears throat> Lee says I love that scene. Kylie writes, uh, "I about had a heart attack in that scene." And then Kylie says, "I started crying." <coughs> so um, yes, v- yeah. If you haven't seen the movie, go see it just for that scene because <laughs> and, and get th- and get through the rest of it because it, it really is good for that. It really for that. is. And then now, later on, when go ahead, I do want to say. Uh, I want to bring it back to Michael for just a okay. moment and why I think he's the best character in this movie okay. when it comes to not not the marriage aspect of it. I think I think that Caleb and Catherine and their story alone is awesome on the on the issues of marriage. Very great story, very well told, and after about thirty minutes into the episode, acted fairly de- decently. Um, but when it comes to the Christian message. Uh, Michael was the best written. Caleb's dad uh, was a little over the top. And uh, Michael was the one who Mm -hmm. really, in my opinion, was the best. If I were a non-believer in the movie theater watching this movie, and if they could have dialed down dad a little bit and dialed down a couple of the scenes, just a hair, not forsaking the gospel, you know, and the message of salvation and how you need... The love of, and how they believe that you need the love of God, which I also agree with. I subscribe to that philosophy. But anyway, I subscribe. And, and I subscribe <laughs> to the funny. philosophy of of that you know Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior and all that stuff. And that, you know, all that aside, if I were a non-believer, if they could have dialed back a little bit of that and still kept the the message intact, um, 
if I, I it would be Michael that would have had the most influence on me because of the way that he cared for his friend and shared only when he was asked to share and when his friend started to push back he kind of dialed back and and it, but at the same time he was always there with the relationship mm-hmm. it was awesome and um yeah so how uh, there was a matter of fact uh after after the after the scene of the crash um back my, at the firehouse back at the firehouse there was a rookie guy and he asks Michael this question. He says, aren't you afraid of dying? And he says, nope. I know where I'm going, but I just don't want to get there because I got hit by a train. I love that. That is an That was an awesome That line. was awesome. And see, that's not over the top. Mm-mm. You know, I know where I'm going and I just don't want to get there. See, right. not over the top at all. Well, see, and there there was um, right after that, there, there's another guy in the firehouse um, and... Oh, yes. He was all going on about, you know. I know I'm going to go to the ground. Exactly. I'm going into the ground. And um, Caleb, even in his non-belief, says, one of you is right and one of you is wrong. And we both know that Michael's the real deal. Yeah. And and Michael's the real deal. Michael's the real deal. And I I really liked that. That was. And see, that's what I'm saying is like, man, that that. Show show the Christian who's the real deal. You know, it was yeah. really awesome. And and I guess when we get to the point, I, I'll get there. We're almost there in a way. Okay. All right. So Caleb, um, Caleb says something about that. You know, he and Michael are talking once again right. later in the it's, movie. It, it's um, they played part of it in the trailer that you played. Uh huh. Um, when the you know we were in love when we first got married, but you know it's just not working anymore. Right. We're, we're not the same people. And um and so and Caleb says marriages aren't fireproof. Sometimes you get burned. Yes, that yeah, marriages aren't fireproof. Sometimes you get burned. And Michael delivers a totally awesome line. He says, Fireproof doesn't mean that a fire will never come. It means that if it if or when, when it no, he it says, says yeah, he does but, say when. But, but when, when it, it comes, comes, you'll be able to withstand it. Absolutely. That's right. And then he super glued the salt and the pepper together. This was awesome. Which was so cool. It was the analogy of how a husband and wife are meant to be together forever. Um, talking about, you know, salt and pepper, they, they're they different for so many reasons. You know, they're, they're different tastes, different colors, different textures, and... Um, but they yeah. go together. But they go together. They're and, meant to be together. And then he takes some super glue and he and he holds them together until they're, you know, rock solid together. And my favorite one of my favorite lines of the entire movie, if you pull them apart now, you'll break either one or both of them. Yep. I love that. That is that is That's exactly great, it. It's a it's a great line. You'll it, you'll break either one of them or both of them. Mm-hmm. Now I just want to take a moment here, if you don't mind, uh, in the chat room. Steve McQueen gave us the perfect pl- place to pause and say thank you to our sponsor because he says, <laughs> "I guess I need to go to Mardell.com. That would be M A R D E L dot com. That's right. And buy this. I feel so left out. Laughing out loud. Anyway, um, so yes, I would say. Uh, if you do not have this movie, uh, you can probably pick it up at your local library. Chances are your church will have it. <clears throat> but if you want but to. But if you're looking to own it. <laughs> if you're looking to own it, uh, we would ask you to consider to uh, go to Mardell.com, M-A-R-D-E-L.com. Absolutely. Use promo code GSPN. 
and you get 10% off the movie, but you're also supporting us by saying to our sponsor, hey, thank you for paying a monthly sponsorship for the Family from the Heart so that I get to listen to this content. Mm-hmm. So that's our little... Very good. Now And now back to our regular schedule. Uh, so, so now we're to the point in the movie where it's over. Yes. They are both not even willing to try. And... Daddy comes along. And Dad steps in. Yes, he does. Says, I'm going to send you something in the mail. Promise me you'll put the divorce off for 40 days. Yes. For 40 days. And I'm going to send you something in the mail. And so enter the love dare. Yes. Um, he gets this journal. It's written in his dad's handwriting. He writes him a note in the beginning and then, you know, gets into day one. Right. Day one's dare is to uh, resolve to demonstrate patience and say nothing negative to your spouse at all. Right. Hello. Difficult. Yes. Day one. <laughs> Gosh. I mean, just start from the beginning. <laughs> Think about that. Resolve to say nothing negative to your spouse at all. Yeah. And then day two, listen to well, this. Well, hold on. I want to read the scripture. Well, you look up the scripture. Okay. Just go to BibleGateway.com and type in to the search box at BibleGateway.com. Type into the I search box. James 119. I, I, know, I know what the... Got it. Well, I was just saying James 119 for our listeners. Goodness. Okay. For them, not me. Got yes. it. Go ahead. You were going to no, say something. No, well, I'll, I'll let you read the verse before I go to day two now. Oh, okay. I didn't know I'm you going. were going to go to the verse. My goodness. Jeez. Okay. No, seriously, go ahead. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. Exactly. Demonstrate patience and say nothing negative to your spouse at all. Now, that's that was day one's dare. Can you do yeah. this all day long? Regardless what she says or what he says, can you do this all day long? And he had to turn around and walk out of the house he did. To, to accomplish this. He did. He took the dare and he lived it out. Now, day two was unfair if you ask me. Because it says, <laughs> in addition to saying nothing negative to your spouse right. again today... Do at least one expected gesture of as an act of kindness. So you can't just do an act of kindness and tear her down with your words. You really have to exactly say to nothing negative. And at least it's not. At least it's not. You know, by the time you get to day forty, you're not doing day one through thirty nine. Well, also, I, I think the idea is that you are though. Okay, I meant like the act of kindness. Yes, that, you know. Oh yes, that yes. was more. That's yeah. something that should be more oh, sporadic. Like, exactly. Like, um, for unless acts of service and, is your um, spouse's primary love language. Exactly. Day three, buy something for your spouse today. For example, you, right. know, you don't want to be buying. You're your not going to be buying something every, something every day. day. I love the phone call on um, when he's ordering the flowers, <laughs> and so he's like, I'm, "Yeah, I need to buy some flowers for my wife." You know, clearly you can tell that his heart's not in it, which he actually admits to later, but. Um, so he's like, okay, well, so how much does that cost? $45? You got anything cheaper? I know. Can you throw in a box of chocolates? Yeah. Oh, man, you're killing me. And then I love when he asks for a teddy bear and he's like, okay, the teddy bear's out. You know, and he just, he really was skimming by. Yeah. Dad, he, Dad says, listen, I know you, Caleb. You're only doing what you need to get by. Absolutely. And Caleb says, I'm just not feeling it. Well, that's because it's not about a feeling that's right. that you're going to get. It's about a commitment that you made. Yes. 
So one of the things that I is a comedic relief, and it actually is pretty funny. It is pretty funny. Is Mr. Rudolph next door? I love him. And all I'm going to say is we, we'll just leave it at that, and because now we already know for a fact that at least Steve is in the chat room, right? Who's not seen the movie and he wants to see it? That's true. Mr. Rudolph, very funny. So funny. That, that's all we're going to say about that that's one. Right. And those who have seen the movie know exactly what we're talking that's about. Right. He that cracked me up. All right, so let's see here. Stephanie's note. You wanted me to. You said, "Hey, Cliff, write this down." Catherine asked, "Go ahead." When did I stop being good enough for him? And I, I just, I love that because I think that we as women really struggle with being good enough. You mm-hmm. know, feeling like we are enough. And, you know, with, with Caleb's addiction to, to pornography and so many other things that were going wrong in that marriage, that's when, that's how she felt. Yes. You know, I'm just, I'm not good enough anymore. I, I don't hold up. I'm not. And so I just, I think that that is, that says a lot about so many women. Right. That's all. Yep. All right, so um, let's see here. One of the things that I have in the notes here is that they started playing the movie sl- or the song Slow, Slow Fade. Fade. They did. And we've talked about that song in the past. In fact, I think, did we title an episode of Family from the mm-hmm. Heart, Slow Fade? Mm-hmm. And the, the entire very high quality music video is one of the bonus features on, on this. On the DVD. And it, I'm so excited. Is, it is so much better seeing it on, t- on the TV it? than on a YouTube grainy looking yeah, thing. Yeah, it was great. Very awesome, very moving song and mm-hmm. video. Well, and I love I love what was happening behind the song. Yes. Because while they're playing the... the obviously, they don't play the entire song during the movie, but while they're playing that short... short um, time is that you see Catherine starting to give herself away in building a, a relationship with a man doctor and at the same time you really see Caleb trying to live out these these dares mm-hmm. day by day and so anyway it's just I, I liked what was going on behind the music also. Yes absolutely so um, we have a little bit more. Day sixteen, he calls dad. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> or, no, 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 no. Michael oh. asks. Yes. Michael asks. So, what day are you on? And he says, you know, such and such. And goes, and he goes. Some of these are just really, you know, yeah. so, something. He goes, for, for example, and he goes, day sixteen was. Uh, it says that I'm, you know, pray, pray say, for her. Yeah. pray for her today. He goes, I kind of skipped that one. I like that was funny, but um. But then Michael gives him advice on his his dare for that day, for day 18. Which was what? Which was a date. And okay. um, Michael told him to go all out. Yes. You know, make a great dinner. If you're not going to make it, um, you know, order it in, but put it on your good china and really go a step above and beyond. Right. You know, and, and this is the day that we also see that he really starts to... Um, to feel it as he was saying, you know, this is the day where I think that his heart was in it, right? Not just his actions. Mm-hmm. So anyway, yes. So, um, <coughs> excuse me. Uh, Caleb goes all out, mm-hmm. and Catherine is one hundred percent completely unresponsive to Caleb's attempts. And, of course, mostly due to the fact that she has now 
uh, been offered the affection of another man. Right. And and obviously uh, she has a desire to be loved and to be cared for and to be thought of. And and some other person is, is providing off- right. is also offering that. Mm-hmm. And does not have the ex- the past experience. Now, uh, we're not going to go through every detail of this movie, but we'll just say that in the middle of the movie, Caleb has a conversion experience. And mm-hmm. and for those of you who may not talk know what I'm talking about, this is a, a part where uh, the, the character of Caleb, the husband, actually becomes a Christian. Right. And... My my feeling through this movie is that... I have that, to say that as a believer, I love that scene. Yeah, I ahead. love that how... Um, because the way they introduce that he and his dad are on a walk um, out on some property by their house. <laughs> and they walk around and they've come to it before. They're in what used to be like a camp... Um, like a campgrounds and there is a, a cross there and there's some logs that you could tell some, you know, kids would have sat on or something. And so I love the, the scenery of it all. Yes. But in the scene where, um, where Caleb accepts Christ, it is so beautiful because his dad asks him, well, what is it about her that is really frustrating you right now? And so he just starts spewing off these things. She doesn't do this. She does this. She doesn't do this. And he's going on and on. And the entire time they'll they'll show him venting and then they'll show his dad. But you can tell his dad is moving. And as he's moving, he is to where Caleb comes to the end of his rant and his dad is standing in front of the cross. And I just love that because everything that we could ever complain about about somebody else. About someone else is exactly what God could complain about us. Exactly. You know, we don't do this. We don't do that. We constantly um, neglect him and forget him and leave him aside. And um, so anyway, it was it was a beautiful moment in the movie when Caleb comes to that realization. Because before that, he was all, that's not my issue. You know, that's not my, the issue is not that I don't know how to love. The issue is that she doesn't give me respect. Right. And so it, it was a very, um, it was a very moving moment for me. Yes, it was. And, and it was, it was played out very well for those of us who are believers. We, we will have completely 100% enjoyed that. And, and, um, and, and Lee says it was a little convicting too for Absolutely. us. And, 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 for, and, and so those who are already understanding of the salvation and, and, and who are more along the lines of evangelical Christians, we would have seen that scene and we were like, wow, that was very moving. That's very in, inspirational. It's very motivating. And for people who maybe have been, um, it, you know, making, you know, built, you know, building up to a relationship and, and trying to investigate this and they're right on the verge of who, you know who is God and who is Jesus and do I believe this? This is this would be something that for those folks, this is a very powerful scene. But at the same time, and and again, I have to I have to preface this by saying I'm not certain that they meant for this to be a super ultra mega right. phenomenon where people who are non believers are rushing to the movies to go see this as a as a date night movie. You know, and and so with that. I think that this scene is a little bit misplaced in the overall theme of marriage. In fact, when I went to see this movie, I thought this was going to be the you know the 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 year's most inspirational movie about marriage, and and I felt like it was as equally a movie about evangelicals' view of salvation experience through Jesus Christ at the same level as marriage, right? 
Does that make sense? I felt like there were two. It, it's kind of like taking a sermon on uh, love your neighbor and yourself and doing a ser- sermon on tithing both on the same Sunday morning. You know what I'm See, saying? I didn't. I didn't feel that way. I really didn't. I, and, I think that the message ahead. in the what I. T- I mean, I understand what you're saying. I really do. Okay. But I don't think that. I don't think the salvation was ever meant to be what you are saying that you felt it was in this movie. I think that the the message in the movie was that without the love of Christ, you cannot understand how to love a spouse. I agree. Without this, you can't be this. I I agree, and that's exactly what they were saying. And and so to, for me, I I will I will retract the the analogy of tithing and love your neighbor as yourself. But I will still say that it was like taking two different topics and kind of welding because you can't. I mean, you could say that about any movie that you do. It's like, well, you can't do this without the love of Christ. You can't do this without the love of Christ. And all I'm saying is is that I I I believe that, and and I'm not going to. I'm not ashamed of saying that I believe it takes Jesus Christ and and a love from Him to be able to have the power and the compassion to to love others in an unconditional way and stuff like that. And and all of that stuff, I I am totally on board. What I'm saying though is, it seemed to be played up at the same level of the importance of of marriage and obviously that's the thoughts and that's the opinions and the v- view of this church and you and me so what's your deal my my <laughs> I don't, that's what i don't understand my deal when it is my deal is that it was it was my deal and and, and maybe i'm wrong for saying this and, and and i'll even use i'll even use the words that people will probably think i'm a heretic for even saying but maybe they needed to water it down a little bit just just a hair not knowing the intended audience no i agree if they wanted see, to re-release the movie yes maybe that see that maybe i understand that but i would agree no with that. not in not with the intended audience because i think that everyone that this audi- this film was made for believers mm-hmm. and so i think that it was absolutely intentional right that it be a main theme without Christ without him seeing his need for Christ yes. his marriage was doomed from the beginning yeah but are there some principles here here's my thing are there some principles about marriage that a non-believing couple we're getting really good at the air quotes I know <laughs> I, I think people get the air quotes just by non-believing right. couple okay so um th- those are that's my indication that i just used air yes, quotes I know. uh one word at a time with dramatic pauses all right so anyway is it possible that you could have done this movie without with the with the feeling and the understanding that yes it, we believe in that it's through jesus christ could you have done this movie and still included the salvation experience Without having it, you know, let me share with you the the details and all this other stuff, and 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 really instead focused on ex- expressing love and and stuff. And of course, their their feeling, of course, is that you can't express that love. You you can't love her when you don't have the love to give. And, Absolutely, and I, I understand that that's their view. Although I will say, against that thought is that I do know some some non-believing couples who do have unconditional love for their spouse. Okay. That that that's all I'm saying. That I 
Okay. I, 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 what, what I'm, what I'm afraid of for this movie is it communicates that if you are not like us and you do not believe in Jesus Christ as your savior and you have not received his unconditional love, then you do not have the capacity to love a spouse. And I don't believe that. Okay. I, 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 I do, I do to a degree. But in, but it comes off sounding a completely different way. I understand. Does that make sense? It's all about what you're my- saying makes sense. It does. Okay, that's all I I'm just, saying. I, I'm I'm I less con- I I'm less was, concerned about Christians who who get a little watered down versus turning off and saying you non-believers you might as well give it up unless you're just right. going to just give it all to Christ. You say it, it, but no, give them hope. And, and and show them that you know. Let it, anyway. All I, right. I, I'll stop there. Okay. I think we we both made our points. Yes. One, and, and I'm not against it. I'm done. Are you sure? Done right there. I'm done. Okay. Yeah, go ahead. Um, one of my favorite parts of the movie is when Caleb goes and confronts the doctor. Yes. Because um, the doctor that has been wooing his the wife. The doctor who has been wooing his wife. Absolutely. The same doctor who treated him in the ER after he saved the girl from the fire. Yeah. And told him to let his hand heal before he'd put his wedding ring back on. <laughs> yes. And um and so at this point obviously Caleb's heart is in saving his marriage. Yes. And um he's like no, it's just going to have to heal. You know, with it on. Now, watching it, even the second time, the scene is very cheesy, but I love it so much. Um, when he um, finds a card in her room that was written by the doctor, he calls the hospital. He's like trying to, find, all he has is a first name. So trying to find someone who works there with that first name. But he goes in and he really, he confronts his wife and he's like, you just need to know that, um, you know. I'm going after her too. And, you know, being that I'm already married to her, I kind of have a head start. Yep. <laughs> you know, and I really love that. But, um, and I love when he puts his fist right was, up into his face. Well, and that's what he was talking about. You know, his hand healed just fine with his wedding ring on. And so he just kind of, you know, puts it, but I love that. And then we find out that the doctor's married also. Yes. And so, and that, I, I really love that scene yep. when he takes a stand to save his marriage. It was awesome. It was cool. That, my friends, is what more husbands need to do. Absolutely. That's how we need you to need pursue to fight our wives. For, as, because, um, you know, several years ago, I read um, Captivating. Yes. By John and Stacey Eldridge. Love this book. Recommend it for every woman, every man. Every man should read Captivating. Mm-hmm. We want to be pursued. We want to be part of an adventure. These are things that we want. But after you catch us, you stop pursuing us. This is a problem in every American marriage. Yes. <laughs> it, it it really is. Just because you've already won me doesn't mean you need to stop pursuing. Pursuing. Exactly. And I love that he stood up to this guy and says, I'm going after her too. Yes. It was awesome. So anyway. So, and that's Captivating by uh, Stacey Eldridge. John and Stacey Eldridge. John, and that can be found also at Mardell.com, M-A-R-D-E-L dot com. All right. And then, uh, oh, one of the things, <laughs> conversion experience, uh, Caleb oh. goes to tell Michael. And Michael, okay. I, I understand this, the need to show that he's excited. But, oh, my gosh, was it a little cheesy when it he was. goes, oh, dude, I'm so excited. He goes, he, he goes, 
Oh, brother. And he goes, brother? He goes, yeah, you're my brother. You're my brother from another mother. But we got the same father. Yeah, it was. It oh, was, my gosh. I'm like, no, we didn't just say that. Yeah. But um, but the other part that um, see, I think Kylie wrote it in here. Okay. Yeah. Was um, when the nurse overheard Caleb standing up to to Gavin. Oh, right? yeah. Wasn't that his yeah. name? His yeah. name was Gavin. Um, to the doctor. And she just goes speed walking down the hallway. <laughs> She's just in to go gossip with her little friends. Yeah, why didn't was, you tell her? Well, I didn't want her to know. Yeah, that. I don't want her to know that we know her business. And it was anyway. Yeah, it was funny. It was funny. All right. And then you want to say something about uh, the kiss scene. I did. I did. Yeah. Um, just a little yep. note. About- so... He, Caleb wins her heart and um, she goes to him at the end of, of the movie and asks him if it's too late and they embrace and they kiss. Well, you'll notice that they kiss is they're kind of shadowed um, and the camera is pulled back. And that is actually Kirk Cameron's wife, mm-hmm. um, Chelsea Noble, um, because Sherwood Pictures and Kirk Cameron. I mean, I think that it's pretty remarkable that just him as a man and as an actor would say that, but for the uh for the church to stand up and say it also, I think is also remarkable that um he believes he should kiss no woman other than his wife even when playing even when that playing role in, a, yes. in a movie. And um so they flew her in and um and she played that part and so that is actually he's actually embracing and kissing his his own his wife. own wife. In real life. Yes, which I love. I just love knowing that. Very cool. I do. So here we go. We Some s- people would think it's as obsessive, but I think that it's awesome. No, I think it's cool. I mean, it, it says a lot. It I, does. I believe it communicates a lot. All right, so email from Richard Emblem. This We mentioned this in last week's episode when we talk about the fact that we were coming here to do this. Uh, Dear Cliff and Stephanie, uh, okay, it says, this film is not available in the UK, but I thought you might like to see this secular review. Stephanie? You kind of read this as we were... As we were going out last yeah, week. Yeah. Like, I love this. Read this. Go ahead. Okay. The smarmiest aspects of Southern American Protestantism surface in this embarrassingly sincere sermon on the sanctity of matrimony. Caleb, played by Cameron, um, a porn-addicted fireman, loses grasp of his marriage to a hospital publicist who similarly lusts after her colleague. Caleb's godly, in in quotations, (laughs) father sends him a love diary, in quotations, with instructions on how to win back his wife. The film will no doubt connect with its base, even though it's utterly uncinematic. This tediously edifying exercise feels exactly like an extended dramatization from the 700 Club. That that most of these actors are first-timers, Cameron excluded, really drags this one down in flames. Yeah. See, now I think that it sets it on fire, but that's just my opinion. Yeah, well, I mean, so, obviously, this is a secular, I know. non-Christian review. I know. And this is exactly what I'm talking about. I know. Now... <laughs> I think that if they would have dialed down a little bit of the of of the you know let me let me make sure that we preach you know and do an altar call during the movie 
if you will. Uh, I think that they it wouldn't have been as dry. Although I will say, uns, the the first timers, um, what does it say? The, the most of these actors are first timers. Really drags down. So yes. the yeah, uh, some other reviews. Uh, these are just one liners on some okay. reviewing movie review sites where people uh, have kind of just summarized. Let's see here. As a companion piece to a Bible study group, this may have some merit, but it doesn't belong in a theater. And I think that I, I think they intended it to go to theater, but not to be up against all the other movies. There, right? It, it's more something like, well, we're obviously we could send this to just churches, but. Let's see if we could get it in some theaters. Right. I think it belonged in the theater. I mean, it, I, who who's to say what can and can't go in the theater? It was just as good as High School Musical three. It, and that was in the theater. Yeah, and 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 the thing is, is is if we want to go see that movie, and somebody wants to put that movie in there, right? And a movie theater wants to show that movie, then who's to say what does and doesn't belong exactly. in the theater? While I may agree that it's probably seems like an uh, an a a drawn out Bible study companion movie in some aspects, I, I, I would say that it still merits going to the theater. Okay. Next one is decently made with good production values, sincere performances. Obviously somebody from the Christian Mm -hmm. background that would, would leave that type of review and one which I would agree with. Mm -hmm. All right. Next one. This is a decent attempt to combine faith and storytelling that will certainly register with its target audience. I completely agree with that. That will certainly register with its target audience. Absolutely, which I think that it has. Exactly. Clearly. All right. And then um, an evangelical bid to transform Satan's headquarters, the multiplexes, into ministries of religious healing between handfuls of popcorn for Christian faithfuls or for Christian faithfuls, though the actual target audiences are the sinners more likely to frequent blockbusters. I don't I disagree with that. I I don't think the target audience was ever for (laughs) sinners who are more likely to frequent blockbusters. And if you watch the bonus features, you would know that. Yeah, and and I, I agreed with these anti. I know before movie, you. I agreed with them a whole lot more before I watched the 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 bonus features and and stuff like that and the making of the movie. Right. And then I do sort of agree with this one. Okay. Okay. Go ahead and read it. You probably can't blame pastors moonlighting as movie makers for wanting to pack their film with multiple messages, but the conversion subplot feels shoehorned into a more crucial marital doings into the more crucial marital doings. That's, that's what I'm saying is they, it's not okay. It's not that my foot won't fit in my shoe and my shoe and my foot obviously belongs in my shoe, but by golly, I think I, I think I just kind of pushed it in there a little bit too much and I actually, actually ended up tearing a little bit of the shoe in the process. All right. That I agree with that one. Okay. Anyway, wow. Cliff and Stephanie review the movies. What about that, Steph? <laughs> I had fun. That was fun. That was fun. Maybe maybe we should do one of these every now and then. Although it has to be a, a movie, I think, that, that deals with family issues and stuff. But yeah. uh, anyway. We definitely want to suggest that you guys um, check out the movie Fireproof if you haven't. Uh, Whether you're a believer in Christ or not, uh, whether, you know, whatever, whether you're married or not. I think it's a great movie in in light of what we said. 
And um, for those of you who have already seen the movie, uh, definitely go and watch the bonus features. They're just fun to watch. I, I'm not a usually I don't watch a lot of bonus features, but this movie I did because I wanted to learn a little bit more about it. And this this whole idea that a five hundred thousand dollar budget could gross thirty three million dollars. Yeah. And uh, you know, it, pretty it, remarkable. I and the and the fact that this is movie number three. For this for this production right. movie company or yeah, if this was ministry. movie number thirty three, yeah, that it'd would be, be a completely different review. Yeah. But, but I think uh, they did an amazing job. I really enjoyed Facing the Giants, which was the movie prior mm-hmm. to this. I think that the Salvation movie or was the whole. See, in the last movie, Facing the Giants, what the whole the whole plot of that movie was Salvation. Right. There was no subplot. You know it, that, and I was. You know, some of the scenes were a little, you know, preachy in that one, but that was the purpose of that movie. This one shoehorned a little. Okay. I still love the movie, though. We bought the movie. We did. And we'll probably... It'd be cool to kind of watch this movie with our friends who are in our cell group who are getting married. I suggested that. I think that it would be great. I think that'd be a great home team evening, Mm -hmm. Bible study group. So, uh, and of course, we will always have this ready to lend out to friends and family who might be interested in watching mm-hmm. this. And uh, anyway, thank you, Mardell.com, M-A-R-D-E-L.com, promo code GSPN in the shopping cart, 10% off, and it says, thank you. <laughs> I don't have anything else to say, except to go to the forum, gspn.tv slash forum. Mm-hmm. There's a family from the heart section. There is. You can leave your thoughts. Your feelings, your opinions about this movie uh, in the in the uh, thread threaded conversation. Yes, you can. You can always email us your thoughts, feedback at gspn.tv, and even better yet, you could call in your feedback. Wow! At what's that number, Stephanie? Eight five nine seven nine five four zero six seven. And one more time. Eight five nine. 795-4067. Right. And of course, if you, uh, you obviously know that uh, Mardell.com is uh, sponsoring this particular podcast, but if you want to support everything we're doing here at gspn.tv, I encourage you to go over to gspn.tv slash about, read about our commitment, why we're doing what we're doing and who we are, and then uh, consider maybe a plus membership over at gspn.tv slash plus. Until next time, join, join the, the community. community.